Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen out there in the podcast land. Today is uh, Monday, Victory Monday. It's uh, November 6th, 2023. It's about, actually about 8.30 in the evening. Uh, Barely leaving, no, not actually, uh, somewhere in between Vegas and Southern California. Or where I'm from, the Inland Empire, but it's little where the world's largest thermometer is, I believe. Baker. I don't know if it's still the largest thermometer or not. But that's not what we're here to discuss. So let's get into it. Let's fucking get into it. Now that I got time on my hands, and I'm in a. They said two and a half hours, maybe about. Half an hour ago, but I am going about 85, 90, so I don't know if it's going to be, I don't know, at 90 miles an hour, 180 miles is two hours, so I don't know if they're right accurate or not, but it's 840 right now, I'm just looking at the time, Uh, so we'll see, we'll see if I get home by 10 or not. Anyways, so I've had the most eventful weekend I've had in a minute, uh, in a hot minute, crazy hot minute, uh, was everywhere and nowhere and, and everywhere again and in a different state now coming back home. So let's, let's recap, but we're gonna tonight we're gonna even go back further. I watched the Las Vegas Raiders play Monday night football against the Detroit Lions in a very lackluster performance. I don't know if I talked about that in the last podcast. Sunk us at I believe three and five or three and four. I don't know what the fuck we're at. I think three and five though. I had just watched them lose to the Chicago Bears a couple weeks before that with my friend AJ, and it was just two ugly losses that I thought those were. I didn't think the Detroit Lions was winnable after the season got going because they looked really good, but I definitely felt that the Chicago Bears was winnable, and we should have been. I don't know whatever our record should have been. We hadn't been playing up to our potential. Jimmy Garoppolo hadn't been playing to his potential. And and I had the last episode, I did gripe about it a little bit. Um, and then things unfolded. As I dropped my podcast the day before, I was like, I don't know about Josh McDowell. I don't know about the quarterback. I didn't, didn't, didn't you know, maybe I did. Maybe they did fire Josh McDaniels by the time I dropped the podcast. I don't know. But here we are. It was post Halloween. Was Tuesday. Uh, and the Raiders let go of Josh McDaniels as I was laying down about nine o'clock, ten o'clock that evening, Halloween. They let him go, and I was like, okay, like they didn't fucking wait that long to do it. We still have questions at quarterback, whatever. But with that, 
I had, as I've mentioned before, I had tickets to come to, you know, four games. I, I sold my Patriots tickets. I was eyeballing the New York Giants. And there's, there's many reasons the New York Giants has so much appeal to me. Uh, the, the New York Giants is probably my second favorite team in the whole NFL. I know everybody talks about they have their only team and they're diehard about that team. But I, I like watching football. Uh, and, a, a, and I'm a Raider fan. So there, And I've talked about this also in the past. There's a stone-cold dead hatred for the Patriots, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. There's a deep-seated hatred for the Tuck Rule game that we harken back to when it comes to our two franchises. Uh, and just to see the, the tell of the tape, how it played out, with the Raiders going on a 20-year abysmal streak, the Patriots on a 20-year run under... Brady and Belichick, and essentially, essentially, long story short is, you know, like, it's very painful watching year in and year out, and then just, it just became a thing, and I think the New York, uh, not New York, I think the New England Patriots, I mean, we, the, the Raiders just have sucked for a long time, but they've, the Patriots have beaten teams that were very, very good. Uh, Steelers, very, very good team. Colts, very, very good team. The Ravens, very, very good team. They've beaten um, Carolina Panthers, were a very good team. The Rams, I think, twice, a very, very good team. You know, with Kurt Warner and then again with uh, Goff as quarterback. You know, I don't know who else they beat. The Atlanta Falcons were a good team. The, the Patriots took a lot of championships away from a lot of teams. The Eagles, they beat the Eagles the time. Um, you just don't know, like, I don't know how many, who they've beaten all these years to get them to ready to six rings. It was Carolina, Rams twice, Eagles, Falcons. There's somebody else I'm missing. Um, I don't know who at the top of my head, uh, not that I really care, but I mean, I don't know, I just don't know who they beat, who else they could have beaten, um, was it been a drive, who knows, anyways, you know, in... I watched them quarterback some shit, and it's just like, damn, like, was there anybody that was going to get in the fucking way of the Patriots? And lo and behold, lo and behold, there come the little New York Giants with little Eli Manning as a quarterback, and voila, we have... One of the greatest Super Bowls I've ever seen in my life. And I've watched most of the Super Bowls since about junior high. Um, I think the only one I didn't watch recently, but 
uh, Kansas City, Tampa Bay one. I didn't really care for. Uh, I think I watched like a little bit at the beginning and I just kind of tuned it out. Uh, but with that said, you know, the New York Giants provided me when I was watching the Super Bowls, and everybody watches the Super Bowl here in the States. I mean, it's just one of them things that uh, you do. Just something that people do here. And and I just think out of sheer... I mean, we could go discuss that at length, but just the sheer David versus Goliath. It was the, It's the old American us again. It was the Patriots versus the Giants. It was Boston versus New York, it, it harkens to, you know, like, again, David versus Goliath. It also harkens to, like, that mentality, like, here in the States, I think we're on an island, like, it's us, and literally every country hates us, you know, the entire minute, it's like us against the world, like, there isn't, a, there isn't a better encapsulation of an event that better embodies all of that than that first New York Giants versus Patriots Super Bowl. Uh, even I was like, bro, like, is this Super Bowl even, is it even worth watching? Because I felt at that time that the Patriots were going to go in there and hang like 50 on them dudes. I thought they were going to put up with, with Randy Moss and, and Brady and all these other cats. I thought they were going to put up fuck even a hundred points. I just thought, I just thought like that's all that the Patriots had shown all year long and with the terrifyingly defense to boot. You know, just a terrifying, I mean it was a, and then here comes the little New York Giants who just barely squeaked into the playoffs. They barely beat uh, Brett Favre. They know, they barely beat whoever else they beat, and here they go, they got to come in and do the unimaginable, and they pulled it off, with one of the most heroic catches I've ever seen, the helmet catches, this one of, to me, this is one of the best stories the NFL had ever concocted, truly, and I actually, uh, a part of me watched that Super Bowl, and just, again, I was in total disbelief of what I was watching, what I watched happen, and I, and I just was like, that was one of the most amazing games I've ever seen, and I kind of grew a soft spot for the Giants, and as it were to stand, the Giants have kept other teams in check, they're, they're doing too good now, but they used to keep other teams in check. Uh, the Niners, they beat the Niners. They keep Dallas. They were keeping Dallas in check. I could, there was a moment there when Eli was the quarterback that it was a, go, a, a foregone conclusion that the Giants could beat the Cowboys with Demarcus Ware and Tony Roman, all them bunch. Uh, I was like, man, Eli can just beat them, and I, and I would love. And that's kind of around the time that the epic collapses of Dallas started to really, they have become a culture of that, and still kind of harkens to this day. And so I grew, I grew a soft spot for the, the, not the Patriots, the New York Giants. It's just what it was. 
So I, as this season came along, I was like, okay, what Raider games do I want to go to? There was none around my birthday that I wanted to attend. I could have attended the, the Chargers versus Raiders game, but thank God I didn't. We lost that game. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's just something was so alluring to come watch the New York Giants play. Knowing that they haven't been that good the last couple of years, but the New York Giants, got the Raiders, uh, that circled in. And everything blew up. There are so many highs and lows in the last week alone that it was just crazy that this game just all of the things surrounding this game was just to me it was just absolutely insane. It just it was insanity. It was insanity leading up to this game. We'll go back to last Monday and we get shellacked on Monday night football and I and I actually myself personally I, I get nervous. The older I get, the more I watch my team, I get nervous on national TV when we play a nationally televised game because I'm always worried about us getting blown out and just you know, the internet is quick to fucking jump on players, make a meme out of somebody, and then it's like, some of that shit sticks and doesn't go away. Like, a player crying, or, you know, somebody getting injured, or, you know, a reaction somebody's having on the sideline. And I'm always worried about that. And I'm always worried about just being clowned. Like, there's, I've watched over the years so many Raider games get, as my friend AJ puts it, we get raided off TV, meaning that we're losing like 28 to 0 at halftime, and then they, they come out and score 35 to 3, and they're just like, well, we're going to take it to a more competitive game, like, that has happened to me watching the Raiders games a lot over the years, you know, I'm like, and it's sometimes, you know, just you watch a game on national like national televised and there is no running from if your team is bad there's no running from it and for a while there you know the Raiders just basically like they weren't on that many primetime games so it was okay but the last couple of years we've been more and more on primetime and I think because we perform well on national televised games more so that we don't perform well. But anyways. Then Josh McDaniels gets fired on Tuesday, Halloween. Like, he's out taking his kids trick-or-treating and gets a phone call. Like, hey, don't even bother coming on tomorrow. Uh, and most of Raider Nation had been on Mark Davis to fire him. I keep seeing people holding signs like, fire Josh McDaniels and this and that. And fans are griping at him in L.A. Like, fire McDaniels. Like, and, and poor McDaniels. He came in with the system. He's been coaching the team for a little bit more than a year now. Derek Carr is not the answer. He's not. Just throw that out there. I've seen enough Derek Carr. And I've given Derek Carr plenty of the benefit of the doubts of not stable coaches, not stable arenas. Players coming and going, um, things of the nature. And he had like two or three seasons in uh, in Vegas, just 
settle things down and just, I don't know, I had seen enough of him to, not that there's any, I don't got anything personally against the guy, but he came out very lackluster last year and just, he could not do anything for us. Enter Josh McDaniels, who I thought when Stidham was the quarterback, Stidham came out and was like, yeah, I'm throwing the ball everywhere, uh, doing this, checking down. And we damn near beat the 49ers. We, you know, he played good That's like the last couple games of the season. And then it came time to cut, you know, Carr, and Josh McDaniels was like, okay, well, I'm going to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, who could do the same thing Stidham does. And essentially, you know, <clears throat> we would, you would have thought we would have won more games this year by now. And lo and behold, we just we just could not get out of first gear or second gear into the season. Like, we were stuck. Robbins was looking poor. Garoppolo was looking at – he's looking like he's only a serviceable backup where he's at in his career. He no longer can just – if you don't have a top O line and a top defense – looks very pedestrian. Very, very pedestrian. Like, he can play the game, but, I mean, it's just, there's not, that mojo is just not there. And ultimately, that's what I believe cost McDaniels his job, because I think he was unwilling to move to, he tried Hoyer, didn't do shit. AOC maybe prepped him up just enough, but, I mean, AOC against the Chargers didn't look that great either. Um, so I get I get McDaniel's hand. I don't blame the guy at all. I mean, sometimes you got to double, triple down on what you believe is going to work in order for it to work, and sometimes it did not even not even that works. Like I've been in plenty of situations like that myself, where I go to work, the plan is to go out there and make shit happen, like get this job done, make sure there's no fuck ups, make sure this and that and everything goes smooth. And you get there and it's boom. The very first thing is like, oh, fuck. Um, you got a flat tire. And you're like, fuck it. Like, I, I could uh, take my spare off and put it on. We'll keep pushing. You know? And then it comes down to like, oh, hey, like, you know, you get pulled over by the police for signaling. Okay, like, whatever, just keep pushing, and then it's like, you know, you show back up to the job, and it just seems they're not going fast enough, you're like, oh, let's keep pushing, like, and the guys are just looking at you like, what do you want us to do, because it's only, you know, it's already noon, one o'clock, and you're trying to get, finally get going, like, yeah, well, we got to get going, because there's, you know, you have to finish, and like, you know, you get sometimes you get hit with like three or four or five different things in a row. Phone calls and you have to pull away and you know, go fix something over here. You're like, damn, well this job I'm already in charge of all these other people. This job is just at a standstill. Today is not and you and you say, Fuck it, everyone we're gonna stay there at like six o'clock, seven o'clock and try to do something. You know, and I understand like double triple down like that. I that I totally understand that. McDaniel's like, fuck. Grapple's not working, but none of these quarterbacks are really going to work. The O-line isn't doing Josh Jacobs is, like, not producing like he 
Wood. Uh, our defense is not playing, you know, lights out defense. They're giving his effort for like two quarters, maybe three, but then they get gassed. And you got to triple and quadruple down. You got to, and then ultimately that's what cost me down this job. Uh, because I believe that the players were like, well, this is, we're going to, the ship is sinking with him. And, I mean, maybe truly and honestly, the ship was sinking. Because Mark Davis ultimately relieved him, uh, elevated Antonio Pierce, who happened to be on some of those Super Bowl winning teams with Aussie Uh I think he played a little bit with, uh, I keep saying Jason Strahan, but I think it's, is it Jason Strahan? Michael Strahan. Um... Yeah, uh, the New York Giants had some great players in those days. Michael Strahan, Yumanura, AP. That's actually Antonio Pierce's name. It's AP. Uh, I can't think of the other guy's name. Jason Pierre-Paul, JPP. Uh, they had some beasts at, at D-Line. That's probably what carried him into the Super Bowl and won things. And then Eli Manning played complimentary football. Not a lot of turnovers in high percentage plays in a great uh, running backs, Brandon Jacobs. You know, they got other people <clears throat> running running for them. Anyways, Antonio Pierce gets elevated to coach AP. Uh, and then you slowly start seeing, like, well, hey, uh, the Raiders are, like, their hype on the social media is, like, through the roof. And I'm like, dog, what the fuck? Like, I was seeing the memes. Damn. Did Josh McDaniels hold back even the social media team? Like, no, he didn't, but in a way he did because, you know, if you watch Instagram and, and Facebook and Twitter and all them, if your team wins, they're, first, they're the first ones to post, like, excellent victory up next in, like, the Raiders have these, like, conquering images. They have this Raider pirate, like, like on this, when they've just beat the New York Giants. He's taking a bite out of a big red apple. He's standing like early talking on the... Uh, I think when we played... I forget who else we won. And, like, sunk their ship. I don't know who that was. Uh, I think we had the cowboy gear on for the Broncos game, and... You know, what other, who did we beat? Who have we beat? Because we won two in a row. We were trying to make it three and then somehow flunked us. I don't even remember the games this season. Oh, we beat the Patriots. So I think, yeah, I think that was another one. They, they had a football there and they were crushing it. Um, and I don't know who else we beat. 
Green Bay. Yeah, I think we had. I think we had. I think he was. We were eating cheese for that. So it's kind of interesting. Like, social media teams, because the Lakers do that, the Dodgers do that, and a lot of social media teams pages do that. Like they make. It's not like a meme, but they'll just make like a their own little like. We beat that team and we get to post it because we have the bragging rights for a week. And honestly, I'm okay with that because like, yeah, that's kind of cool. You want to, you know, if you're a fan of your team and they win, you want to, you want the cool energy to be reciprocated. But when the teams lose, I've noticed Dodgers, Lakers, Raiders, they lose some of those teams as often. They're real quiet about social media. We've been real quiet over the last couple of weeks, but then everybody was like, yo, the social media guy running the, you know, the Raiders pages are, they were sent, he was sent free too, like, who was holding back their, their potential? <clears throat> and just the hype videos were coming out. Marshawn Lynch was over there hyping up Raider Nation, like, there was just a lot going on this week in Raider Nation land, and I was like, oh, boy, what the fuck is going on? Like, for myself, I was like, oh, God, like, I couldn't even, I can't even put into words the amount of nonsense that I've been watching over the last couple of days leading up to yesterday's Sunday afternoon one o'clock game. You just can't, you just can't put, you can't put it into words. Uh, Again, Marshawn Lynch came out. They had the hype man. Max Crosby was saying, y'all, Nick, y'all, Nick. And he almost slipped up and saying the N-I-G-G-A word. Like, and then he posts it. And then Raiders, twi- uh, Raiders Instagram puts it up and then doesn't delete it. And you go under the comment section because I was wondering what people were talking about. Like, I kept seeing people under the comments. Like, and actually, I, I go I cruise Instagram sometimes because. Like, stuff like ESPN and, and Raiders, they're more active there than they are on Twitter. So, like, sometimes when, uh, like, breaking news thing comes out, like, Instagram gets it first, more so than Twitter. Um, Twitter is more for breaking news for the normal man, uh, not for the companies. Like... I want to know some shit about some shit. You just hop on Twitter and you'll see it. The more common folk news, like a shooting or or an earthquake somewhere, or because the news is slow on that shit, but not for Twitter. It's on Jiffy on the spot because people have cameras and they upload it there first. But if you're a big brand, Instagram is more worth. So I've been on Instagram, but I've been watching the comments. About the Raider shenanigans going on, and I was like, and there, were, and I was seeing people like, it's good he's half black, he can, he's got, he's got the N-word passed. <laughs> I don't know. So leading up to it, it gets to the weekend, 
here I am, November 4th. This is actually where all of this go, go back to the beginning. Uh, I went out on November 4th to downtown Riverside, Saturday. It had me five or six Long Island iced teas until... Oh, and then the time changed until, you know, the bar closed. And I was like, uh, it was two in the morning and it went back to one. And then with all that said, I was like, okay, like... That was cool and all, but I had to go home and, and you know, in Squid, and when I was Squid, uh, I'm hoping to continue that, and we'll see, you know, I think I will, I just put in myself in position, you know, I'm out there, you know, I'm in it to win it. And I think I can get from point A to point B. I know everybody's scared and nervous of dating and, and rejection. But, I mean, I've got like three or four peoples. And I'm like, okay. See, I'm just going to put myself there in position. You put yourself into position, you know, you're never going to get a girlfriend, you're never going to get laid, you're never going to make out with the girl, nothing, if you don't at least put yourself in position there to, to make it happen. It's up to you to secure the bag, secure this, secure that, which I have the ability to do. Uh, and with that said, like... You know, I went out. I went out with Squid. I'm like, okay, like, I would. I want. I want. It's a deep need. Um, I just need to press my lips to her lips and let the magic flow on both her lips, all of her lips. Like, just let the magic flow through it. And I'm sure I can. Come on, Victorious, like my Raiders. So that was Saturday in our downtown Riverside at this place called Alice... Uh, Alice Trading or Alice something... An Alice Bar in downtown Riverside. Uh, and I had fun. I mean, we were just sitting there drinking Long Island, chopping it up, doing the boxing machine game. No good at it, but Whatever. Leaving the bar, it's 2 in the morning, it goes back to 1, I get home, it's like 1.30. I'm like, okay, it's Sunday morning, 1.30 in the morning, let me close my eyes to about 5.30 a.m. Maybe three hours of sleep, four hours of sleep, whatever it is. And then I get up right as my alarm gets up, and I'm like, I'm not going to shower I actually went to sleep with my clothes on. I just threw a blanket over it. Fucking jeans, a shirt, and everything. Underwears. Didn't give a fuck. Coming back to it, I wake up, and I'm like, all right, like, let's go. Six in the morning. I've been preparing for this Sunday, November the 5th. Get up, I leave, and I head to 
Vegas, about 6.30 I leave my house. Or no, actually, I left my house at like 6.10, went to go put gas, like 6.30, hop on the freeway, zooming. There I go, zooming to Vegas to go find out if all of this that I've been talking about for the last 32 minutes, what the fuck kind of a show am I walking the fuck into from a decision I made back when I started going to halves on these season tickets? What the fuck am I walking into? You know, I drive to Vegas, I land, early check-in at Excalibur, walk in, waited, waited a little bit, caught the end of the Chiefs-Dolphins game, and I don't know what was going on with two Tagovailoa. Why the fuck he just dropped that ball like that? What was that about? Uh, whatever. And also, Tyreek Hill, why did he fumble the ball like that? Go down, motherfucker. Like, whatever. Those two crucial plays cost him the game. But anyways, I'm there. I'm in the Excalibur at the sports, like, book area. Or the the sports game area. It's a lot of Raiders fans. a lot of Giants fans. And a sprinkling of other teams fans. And they're all there watching the game. I think they're all doing the same thing I did. Got there. Checking in. Just waiting around to... You know, check-in, check or like, I, I had the early check-in. So I was there about 9.15. I had to wait about an hour to get my room cleared, and then I was in. I went and put my stuff in the room, took a shower, because I was like, okay, like, I'm here, I need a shower, because I didn't shower in the morning. I showered, took an extra long, like, hot 30-minute shower. It was just right there, you know. Showered up, fresh, fresh as hell. Excited to go to the game. You know, it's about 11. Even by the time I showered up, get freshened up, sitting there. You know, the, the on the iPhone's a little Apple wallet says, like, hey, your game's up 1225. I don't know why he said that. Maybe that's what time the gate's open. So, this is the first year that I've gone, and I didn't Uber, I didn't want to Uber to the game, because I've tried Ubering to the game before, and sometimes there's a lot of traffic getting there, Uh, you're just better off, what I felt like today was walking there, not only do you save yourself like the 20 bucks, 25, 30 bucks even, depending, but I hated the last, like, two times getting there, and, you know, you get, like, three quarters of the way there, and it's like, there's a lot of traffic, so it would, would be a 10-minute drive to the stadium, all of a sudden it turns into, like, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, which isn't a big, big deal, but I didn't want to, I didn't really, I was like, well, I'll just walk to the game, save myself those bucks. And I'll, and I'll try. I'll try walking. So at about, I went. I went from. I got ready. It was like probably about 11:15, 11:30. Walked downstairs to like the lobby of the Excalibur. And at about 12 on the dot, I was like, all right. Well, let me just walk over. It's not. It says like 
seven minutes driving. I was like, so that's what about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes walking. So I was like, by, by the time I get there, maybe the gates will be opening up. And sure enough, it took about 20 minutes to walk there. And, you know, I just followed, like, the mobs of people walking from the hotels over. So a lot of people that stay at the Luxor and Mandalay Bay from the game, which I was like, wow, I didn't know that. So I had never walked over that bridge before. But there I go, I'm walking, walking with a mob of fucking people. And there I am, like, walking over the bridge, walking over the freeway. And basically straight into the game, because when I got in there, it was like, oh, it's like 15 minutes to kickoff. But that was, I actually went, walked the Raider image for a little bit, so, and I was looking for the Raider, Raider Funko Pops, but I didn't see any. Um, they had a Raider Pumpkin, which I was high-key interested in, but it was like 50 bucks, and I didn't want to lug it around everywhere. And then it was fragile, so I was like, uh, I don't know, I'm not taking that so fragile. I was looking at the hats a little bit. They had this cool camo one, the urban camo that I was really, really into, but I just didn't want to like, fuck around and look for my size a little bit, so I I just left, and I walked finally into the stadium, walked up the escalators and over to my seat. At which point, you know, it was like, oh, it was like 15 minutes to kick off. I was like, cool, I didn't ride on time. I went, went up, got me two models, sat back down, and just, I watched the game, and, and lo and behold, the Raiders played really well. I mean, I'm sure if you guys have seen by now, they, they beat up the New York Giants 30-6, to which I felt was, it's not indicative of the Raiders, but I really felt that that was a little bit better presentation of what we could be the right things happen with some of these teams that we should have played. We should have won some of these other games. But the season's not over. We've made the adjustment. Uh, AOC looked like he played well this game. Uh, I just talked to my neighbor about the New York Giants. He said the Giants have a very good defensive line and defense. And I was like, oh, we didn't really see any of that, but whatever. You know... Our defense have been, the more I think about it, our defense have been playing good for a minute. Uh, our offense hadn't caught up to our defense. And just essentially now it looked like we came right out the gate and scored on our first, one of our first drives. Or the first drive we had, I think. Like we scored. We were in the lead, 7-0. And then we got up 14-0. And that that point, I was like, I wasn't expecting a route because I thought the Giants were going to score a touchdown, even though I know that they've had trouble uh, all season with the scoring. But I just kind of felt like they – you were playing the Raiders. I mean, if anything's going to work, it, it used to be if your team was struggling – the great elixir would be, oh, play the Raiders, play the Browns, play the Lions, you know, play some of these 
the Jaguars in your your team could get an easy victory and get some momentum built. You know, for the prominent teams like Green Bay, this was just go out and crush these ones and try and, you know, rest your place, go build up a, a 35-point lead or 30-something point lead, and they'll never be able to catch up. Some of your marquee players can sit down by halftime or third quarter. You know, that's what was, was the case in the past. So I just kind of felt like, okay, the Giants should come out and score. It should be cut it to 14-7. Maybe, we'll have a, maybe they'll get a turnover and punch it in. You know, and that's kind of what I was thinking. Well, actually, did they score a touchdown? I think they did score a touchdown eventually. Or did they not? I don't know. I don't know what the, remember the score was. But it seems like it seemed like in the game that the Raiders were scoring on every other drive, and I was like, oh, okay, like it's not a field goal, a touchdown. Like this was an amazing offensive effort. Which is kind of what I thought was going to happen with Garoppolo. I thought Garoppolo was going to come out putting up these kind of numbers with their offense. It just didn't work. And the Raiders win. The Raiders win. And all of that. And I'm a happy camper. I'm like, okay. A little sigh of relief there that I drove all this way. Sometimes you drive all this way, you drive up to. Oakland, and it's like, what are we, what are we expecting here? And I, I don't know. I just, the I have never, in the entire time from high school to now, I have never been able to say, yeah, the my Raiders will beat this team easily. Like, there's no absolutely no way we're gonna win. It's always been, how can we beat this team? I hope we beat this team. I haven't been able to ever hang my hat. I've never been on a team like, you know, the, the unbeatable Patriots where they just knew they were going to crush every team. And as a fan, you were like, yeah, we're 7-1 we're and one and we're going to play the, the, you know, if you were a Patriots fan, we're going to play the, the, you know, also the 7-1 and one Steelers. And you could just not... You know, as a Patriots fan, you can say, yeah, we're going to beat the Steelers all day. Like, you can put a bet on it. You know, and you'll be like, no, fuck no, the Steelers are, they can beat them this year. Like, all right, we'll watch. I'm like, when it comes to that and the Raiders, something like that, we could never, I could never do it. Still not able to. Um, so it's always like, what's going to happen? For me, it's always, and that's a realistic fan statement. Like, I want my team to get to that point level again where the quarterback comes in and boom lights it up and the defense is just pick six in and forcing fumbles and sacks and, and when we get into really knuckler games and we can we win more of them than we lose some of them and we get I want our records at the end of the year to be like 14 and 3 or 13 and 4 or 12 and you know, 12 and 5 or shit even like 16 and 1 something like, I love for my Raiders to eventually do that year in and year out. I, I, that's what I'd be hoping for, man. 
eventually would get back to those days. And with all that said, you know, we won. I just, all of the, every single thing leading up to this moment, again, again, from high school, I was trying to, trying to come back. So many coaching changes, so many quarterback changes, the whole city changes happened on me. Um, our owner passed away and the son took over. Like, I believe in my Raiders. They're just so good. See, all of it come down to something. It boiled down to an insane, crazy week. Uh, leading up to, uh, I mean, just a straight up, like, walking into the building, I was like, uh, like, thoughts were running through my head, because I knew I was going to eventually come and do this, too. I was like, I'm going to talk about it a little bit, because it was, like, on my mind. All of these things were actually on my mind. I even told my neighbor, man, I was like, God damn, how the fuck did I pick this game of all games to go to? I could have went to the Patriots one instead. I'm like, nah, I don't want to see the Giants. Could have went to... I could have not even picked that game. I could have went to the Chargers game, the Patriots game. And, you know, all of it just, just happenstance and fate, as fate would have it. And here I am with all this going on on the against the New York Giants. Like, what, what more do you, like, how did it all boil down to that? Like, you know, you only play the Giants once every, like, four years, I think it is. Or once every three years, or whatever. And that's just crazy. Well, I don't even know why are we playing the fucking New York Giants. Because we're playing the Packers division, and that's the end of the, but we're playing the Giants. And we're also playing uh there's another random ass team we're playing that I didn't understand. The Colts. We're playing the Colts at some point. We're not playing the Texans, not playing the fucking Jaguars or uh, I forget the other team in the division. Or Tennessee. So for whatever reason, we're playing the Colts this year. I don't understand. The NFL was like, ah, oh, we're just throwing a couple random games for them. But whatever. Like, went to go see the Giants and just we won. Couldn't have been happier. Like, after I just breathed a sigh of relief. Uh, and then the rest of my weekend unfolded, man. I mean, Sunday night was a movie. What can I say? It was a fucking movie. You know, you go out, drink a little bit, eat a little bit. I eventually was like, all right, I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to give me some water. I made it to my room, and I had took one of the most ferocious pisses uh, I had in a minute. And actually, I missed Rick Ross playing the halftime show because the fucking... I had to go pee in the line. Okay, I got cut out there. I had a, my fam was looking for me and finding out where I'm at. But I'm a little bit more than halfway home. But yeah, let me get back into it. So, yeah, going back to the game, I missed all of Rick Ross's halftime performance. So I was waiting in line for the endless line for the bathroom. It was a little bit downhearted about that. But, um, going back to the game, or going post-game, when I got back to my room, I walked across the bridge, 
walked over to my hotel, walked into my hotel. I was like, man, I had to take a ferocious, like, minute-long pee. I didn't even make it to my room. I went to those complimentary bathrooms or the gambling area. Went in there and was just like, ugh. Then, I, um, went up to my room. I kicked my shoes off for a minute. But that, by that time, I was only like 5, 5.30. And I was like, let me map out the night. You know, line things up. You know, and I ended up taking another shower because I was like, yeah, I got a little hot walking to and from, you know, the game. And I was like, okay, well, you know, just it was one of those things. Like, I was like, okay, just took a shower, took a shower real quick, and then I was like, I was all hot. Let myself air dry a little bit, put some deodorant on, put some new fresh clothes on, and I was like, wa-bam, let's go out. And, you know, you go out, shoot the shit, get something to eat, you know. I had a couple of goals in mind, and just essentially, I I got them done. Um, I wanted to go, eventually I made my way over to the sphere, which was on my, I just needed to see it. I didn't see that motherfucker on social media now. They need to see that big fucking brilliant orb. And it is spectacular. Up close to it, I mean, I didn't get to see it, see it like, um, I don't know how to want to put it. I just drove, like, right next to it. I didn't get, like, up close and personal with that. I do, though. But the sphere is wild. Um, and then, you know, just, uh, that was fun. But, yes, yeah, Sunday night was a movie. The night Obviously, I'm omitting important details there, but it's a movie. You know, and as I go back to sleep, it's probably about 11.30 or so at night. And, you know, lay down. You know, I was thinking about today, Monday. Uh, I'll just wake up around like 7.30, you know, it's like seven hours of unmitigated sleep or un, you know, just like, it was just a relentless sleep, which is basically like, no noise, no nothing, just pure unadulterated sleep, and I slept, I actually just sleep until about seven, uh, Woke up, took a shit, and again, just like, was like, oh, okay, well, I got some time. I thought checkout was at 10 for some reason, or 10.30. It was not to 11, so I was like, 
I'm gonna just hang out in my room, relax, take a shower. Another one. I just, you know, the showers are fucking good, man. When you're you're not at home, you're not on a time frame, and you get unlimited hot water. You know, I just essentially it's just like a jacuzzi, just me in the hot water, just letting it rain on you. An endless stream of hot water. Like, I was probably in the shower this morning for like 25, 30 minutes just boiling. And that's exactly what I was going for. I was like, let me just get in here and boil. Um, came out of the shower. Got ready. Well, actually, I didn't get ready. I just put underwears on. Put pants on. You know, it was like 10. I was like, oh, check it out. Check out at like 10.45. Or actually, at about 10.30, I headed down, put my stuff in my car, checked out at 10.45, and they gave you three hours of free complimentary parking post-checkout. Uh, so I was like, I ran back in, I did the arcade, uh, I went to eat at Boca de Pepo, and then I, I, was, there, I ended up moving my car, I went to... Uh, the Luxor, walked into Luxor, and I was going to do the HyperX, like, thing they have there, but the problem was, as I got there and actually seen it, finally, because it was, like, on my mind, it, it's all PC games, so I don't have no clue how to play it, and I didn't really feel, I didn't really want to spend 25 bucks on, not, and just fucking around, I just, didn't want to do it. Essentially, it's like a net frag. It's like kind of like online sports games, but in a hotel. And I honestly, th- I actually seen a lot of people in there, but I was like, no, this is all PC game. I thought they had like, but I don't, maybe they do, maybe they don't. I, I don't know. I, I was trying to look into it. But I think it's all PC. I was like, do they have, like, Xbox or PlayStation? That way I could hop online. But I think they only do, like, tournament games. So I don't know. Just... I really need to go with somebody to elaborate on that with for me. Uh, and then leaving there, uh, I, I went out. And I was thinking about leaving right then and there. It was probably, like, about... 233. But then I got a message to meet up uh, over in Fremont area, and there I was. I was like, you know, fuck it, why not? Just, I'm already out here. It's 3 o'clock. Let me get home and do what? What am I going to get home today to do? Go home and just jerk off? Like, nah. So when the opportunity just arises to go and, and meet somebody or be with somebody, sort some company. Yeah, I'm not going to press that. And again, it's a, tonight was a movie as well. I mean, not as much as a movie, but I mean, I went, I knocked off one of them TikTok challenges of fucking, uh, sorry, not sorry, ice cream. I think that's pretty good. I got to say, though, it is a little bit, like, you have to eat it fast. 
So for all them TikTok heads out there, my review, the ice cream is very good. You can get the same, I believe the same quality. I like Cold Stone Creamery. The only difference is uh, their ice cream is, you can tell it's like freshly homemade. Uh, it is very delicious. You got the homemade waffle cones. All of that is great. It's just it's very... Like, it wasn't even hot today. And my ice cream was just melting. It was dripping, dripping. It was like... Girls, when they hear that you're going to pay for their nails, their shit is just dripping. Like... That's what it is. Like, I was like, okay, like... But it was very good ice cream. So I did that. I walked around Fremont for a little bit. Um, had a beer. You know, the Fremont is kind of interesting to see it with not so many people. But I don't know if I... I would like to stay in that general area maybe one time. Like at one of the hotels. You just walk the Fremont experience. It's like fucking party hard bands fucking playing and I was seeing like steak and lobster for like twelve dollars. Like I don't know how true that is. But what kind of quality is steak and shrimp or steak and lobster for twelve dollars you actually get. Um but with all that said, you know today was a great day and here I am flash forward to leaving. I just drove down the strip again and I was like, okay, I got kind of hung up there in traffic, which was kind of a mistake. It's probably, I should have been, I should have gone on the freeway from Fremont area, but I was like, no, I want to go down the strip. Like, I, I think I need to go down the strip another 20, 30 times before I'm like, nah, fuck the strip. Because there is just a lot going on on the strip. The strip might be the greatest thing. It might be one of the greatest, like, stretches of street maybe to ever exist. But outside of that, Vegas is very, very wild. It's in the desert. And I know Vegas comes with a lot of glitz and glamour, but it's not all there all the time. It's only on the strip. Uh, but I love staying on the strip. I mean, I, I wouldn't stay outside of the strip if I'm going to Vegas. Just wouldn't do it because anything that's going to happen, anything that you see that pops in your mind that could be or should be interesting is like right there or right outside of it. And that's just what it is. And driving home now, you know, it's, now it's 940. It started, I was like, Eight something. Uh, I'm heading home. I'm heading home victorious. I had a, a fucking whirlwind of a weekend since Saturday. And Sunday. All day today, like. I live for this kind of shit. This is one of the reasons why I work so fucking hard. I got so many fucking. Uh, things going on in my life. You know, so many moving parts. You know, just... At the end of the day, when I get home now, you know, the next 
45 minutes or however long it's going to take. When I do get home, then I lay my head down. And I, if I wake up tomorrow, it's not, I don't think I'm going to die. But let's just say, if I don't wake up tomorrow, I would have lived, this would be my last podcast, let's just say, you guys would have known that I did everything that I could have done in like a three-day span, and even, it harkens back to, shit, I believe it, this is all, this weekend was all me, all me, for real, you know, it was all me, it was just, it was all of it. Um, from hanging out with some, you know, people's, you know, talking about heavy metal a little bit, to football, to the Giants, and my secret soft spot for the Giants, to Raiders shenanigans, to, you know, good food, you know, Awesome times. Yeah, I'm driving, I'm driving back by myself. It's a little bit sucky. Sometimes he's like doing shit like that, but I feel it's completely worth it. You know, just oh, with everything that's gone on just in the last week for the Raiders, everything has gone on for me. You know, breaking up with, you know, was it a long time girlfriend I broke up with back in May or whatever it was? June. Yeah, I've been with her for a while. Um, you know, I don't... I try not to dog her because I, you know... Like, Ashley, I mean, I don't know if she's actually listening to these. You know, I try very hard to be in the relationship. I try very, very hard to ignore, like, little quirks and just things that she would snip at me or... Or things that I really felt were just really like, why would you say that about me? Like, I'm supposed to be your boyfriend. You know, why were you more, you're more trustful of me? And thought I made a lot of right, correct moves. You know, I gave you the benefit of the doubt of like, you know, just like, okay, there wasn't people beeping me up. There wasn't wasn't using social media like that. I am now. Like, I'm all over, back all over Snapchat. I'm fucking heavy on Twitter, um, TikToking now. Uh, I'm even on Instagram talking to people, but I mean, Instagram is on the light end. You know, just being proactive, like more out there right now. It's just kind of like all of that. Have, dissipated to zero, you know, it wasn't on Instagram, it wasn't on Snapchat, I have it, but I'm not going to delete a whole account because, you know, whatever, but it's just, you know, just things like, I mean, eventually, you just wore me down, sorry, but that's just how I feel, just, I just can't get over the fact that, like, I don't have no time to be out there uh, being unfaithful or fucking doing dumb shit. Well, all of my goals are to get a house, to, you know, 
get my fucking business to once and for all start start self running uh, to be successful at it in, in, in the face of people who are saying we're in a recession, there's a recession coming, interest rates are crazy, this, that, every fucking thing, and yet here I am, like, fucking working, like, and I didn't make it happen, it just needs to happen, you know, I just, I just can't believe, like, everything that happened, you know, like, like, I, again, I don't want to down talk her, like, she just could not see any of that. Eventually, I just could no longer see us being together. You know, you know, even the when we had our fight, like, you know, I, there was a tingling there, like maybe I, sh- I should apologize, and you know, I talked out of haste, but you know, I told AJ, he's like, you know what? For my own sanity, it, like, just myself, I, I really felt relief. Of just removing myself from that situation or that relationship. It was just a relief, like, and then compounded with it being like justified with my dog. Now, like, well, I don't have no time to take care of my dog. I didn't have no time to take care of him. I didn't think he should have been put down, but at the same time, yes, he was. He needed people to carry him. I would have to, you'd have to take him outside because he was constantly peeing, like, constantly, constantly peeing. He could not hold it. Uh, and he doesn't want to go outside by himself, you know, not by himself. It's not fun for the dog to go out there by himself, and he wants to be, he wants to be near his peoples. So, with all that said, I mean, the relationship just ended. That happened just a couple months ago. Here I am, like, back to square one. I'm fighting uh, interest rates. I'm fucking fighting recessions or whatever. You know, we got these wars going on. Fucking Ukraine. And people are dogging what the United States government is doing. Uh, Hamas and fucking Palestine and, and Israel. And I could go on all about that, too, but... Maybe I'll talk about it in another podcast. But there's uh, so much nonsense out there that you just have to put down and fucking, like, put your head down and keep the grind going. Like, fucking grinding. I've been grinding so fucking hard this year, just grinding, you know, battling a fucking, like, three months of rain and then the pockets running dry. You know, to building myself back up to okay, but I added workers, you know, adding this, adding that, got these very tough jobs, and then all of this just, you know, boils down to an insane, crazy weekend. It just does. An insane, crazy weekend. It's just like I needed that just to unscrew a couple of screws in my own noggin, eh, like, you know what I mean, I don't know if that makes sense to anybody, but, you know, and I could, before I end this podcast, it's running a little long, actually, I don't know, maybe I'll just talk to her, I'll get all the way home, because I'm fucking bored, 
Well, let's see. Let's see. It says, uh, Victorville, four miles. San Bernardino, 46. So, about 30 minutes. I don't know if I'll talk that long, but, like, there's only, I'm kind of feeling now, the older I get, I'm in this constant state of, I don't even know what to describe it. It's not, it's not a midlife crisis, but, again, I want a house, because it just do. I need to get to that. I, I, what am I working for? If it's not to own some property, if it's not to, you know, why the fuck do I, why the fuck am I working so fucking hard if it's not, the results need to be there. Just the results need to be there. Uh, it's one of these things, like, the results need to, they just need to happen. And that's just one of these things. But then it's also one of these things of like the results need to happen, but I'm also working hard, like mentally, working hard, physically. And all of this needs to add up to fucking money. And it all needs to add up to like eventually pushing me over the top, you know, and not that, and and I get a lot of people think they're going to work hard, and they're going to grind it out, and they're going to get their piece of the pie, and nothing more, that's not even my goal, my goal is to get a house, I'm sitting here creating shit online, I'm, as far as the construction game goes, I don't think I can be touched anymore by any of my family members because I'm I'm running circles around them. They just didn't, haven't seen it yet. And what I mean they haven't seen it is they just don't really understand the flex I'm flexing on them without really even describing in detail what it is that, that is being flexed on them. Um, my cousins don't really get permits. There's what's known in the trade as subcontractors. I go and sell jobs directly to homeowners. I apply with the cities to get permits. I do so many things now that I have so much more experience and so much more. And I do everything that they do and I do more. Like, that's just what I feel. So I'm, I know, like, eventually everything's going to line up. And I'm going to start hitting grand slams out the park, like, the bases are loaded, and that's kind of what I feel like, but I'm loaded with so much physical, or loaded in mentally where I'm at, I'm loaded with trying to make things happen, I'm just loaded, and eventually it's going to pop off, and it's a constant state of that, again, it's not a midlife crisis or anything, but like, I'm just in this constant state of, like, I, I'm, not that I'm getting angry, but I'm getting like, I, I see people, they're taking vacations to like the Bahamas and fucking people are retiring, people are living these crazy lifestyles, you know, all I do is just clenching my fist and 
grinding my teeth a little bit more every time I do it. Because I want it now. Like, how can I be better mentally and ably than all my family? You know, most of my family has houses and fucking multiple properties and shit. And all it is is just motivation to just grind it harder. And, like, I'm just grinding the axe to the fucking stone, as it were. Grinding that motherfucker until there's nothing left to grind if it's what it's going to take. Uh, and again, like, when I'm all this grinding, I got I to gotta eventually unplug from it once in a while. You just have to. Uh, and that's been this way for a number of years now because I get, again, it's, it's a week after week after day after day. It was a couple of years ago where I, you know, was fucking worked like five or six Sundays in a row on top of working the six days away. I didn't, didn't see home for like a month and a half almost or so, like eight weeks because I had nobody that, no, no mechanics were helping. They would not. Yeah, I just had to get it done. I had shit needed to get done. That was pissed me off. And so mentally, you can stay in the zone, in the zone, working. Okay, Sunday I'll get up, fuck a day off. I'll get up and I'll do this. I'll run the finish electrical. I'll connect all these hoses. I'll make these holes. I'll put these lights in. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll go and fucking change out the radiator. Like, if nobody's going to help me, I'm going to do it my fucking self. Like, and just get it done. And eventually, you can grind like that day after day after day, months at a time. But eventually, you get to the point where it's like, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck this. I need to just fucking see some other fucking city. I need to see and do something fucking else. Like. Let me fucking drive up to San Francisco. Let me fucking fly to New York. Let me fucking go to Cancun. Let me fucking run off to Vegas for a few days. Like, it's just, it's just absolutely it's now mandatory that I had to come and I had to go hard. As hard as I work, I just have to go harder. I've never, I don't think I'm ever going to take a vacation where it's like, okay, we're going to sleep in. And we're going to get our fucking feet done. And then we're going to get a massage. And we're going to do this nice, cute, cuddly. Watch the sunset at the beach. I don't know if that will ever be a vacation that I do. Sounds fun for like one day. But after that, yeah, with some shots up. Yeah, I need a fucking... I need to do something crazy. Like, I need to go see a show like the Blue Man Group. I need to see that. Fucking need to see it. Just, I just need to fucking see it. Um, I need to go to Battlefield Las Vegas again and shoot off a minigun. I just need to fucking do it. I, I need to go and do the most craziest shit that social media tells you like, only certain people do it, are you one of them, can you achieve it, it's like, yes, let me go fucking skydive off of some fucking 
cliff in the fucking middle of nowhere. And that's where I'm at. Like, and not that social media is telling me or the influence. Because like, I've been at places before social media. As a matter of fact, social media can kiss my whole ass. But in reality, yeah, it's you see things. Uh, when you go to Vegas, like, I definitely want to see the Blue Man Group. There's also the Jabberwockies, uh, Cirque du Soleil. I mean, there's other things there, like, it's just unfrozen. And again, like, going to San Francisco, I mean, I had, I knew that city. After going so many years in a row, I was like, yes, love Hate Street. Uh, I was glad I finally went to go see up to Sutton Hill. I uh, did Alcatraz, you know, walked across the Golden Gate Bridge all the way. Uh, and the Golden Gate Park, uh, Land's End. I'll never forget some of that shit. Only I, uh, some of those I did by myself. Only I remember some of those intimate details of that city. Um, being down there at Land's End was one of those, like, yeah, maybe it is Land's End. And all the crazy shit that you get to see down there that I was just over there. You know, can't really tell people. Running up the coast, stopping at the bluffs of Carpinteria. You know, going to the Hearst Castle with my ex. You know, doing some shit. You know, a little bit off the beaten trail. Run, driving up the 101. Hitting Solvang. You know, I love, I love me some shit, man. I just love me some shit to get into like that. To just unfucking cork the fucking, the, I don't even know what you even call it, unwind from the fucking reality that is my day-to-day life, but just unwind from that reality. And that's what it is. You know. That's what it fucking is, man. And, and thank God I got a few more games to come out here a couple more times. I might be out in Vegas another three more times. I'm really only trying to come twice. But it may be three. Fuck. I'm definitely going to go see the Chargers and the Raiders play on Thursday night um, in December. I might actually take Squid to that game. And I'm hoping that's the case. We will see. Uh, and Squiddy, I mean, if you ever come across this podcast or fucking randomly, you know, make it or I make you mine or, you know, or a couple. I, I, I want this shit timestamped. And also CC is another one. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how all that shakes out. Maybe way off. Maybe I'm swinging for the fences at a couple, and maybe I'm just gonna miss the ball together. Who knows? I had the positive in mind that I'm gonna go get something done. Uh, with all that said, you know, wrapping up this podcast a little long. This one, I had a great weekend. Uh, I'm almost getting close to home now. I thought I was. This is ten something. I thought I was gonna be home by now, but apparently. It was exactly right on the dot, two and a half hours. So we should be home in about 20 minutes, I think. Not not actually too far from 
my house. God damn, this side of the freeway is packed up and stacked up like a motherfucking traffic. What is this? What is this? Motherfucker. Anyways. That's it for this episode. Uh, th- I think the next episode we talk about, we're talking about Loki, uh, Marvels, and I'm like 70%, maybe 75% sure I'm going to hit Emir and Body Snatcher. We got another action-packed fucking episode right after this one. So hang tight. I'll catch you guys on the flip. Laters.